Lines and hip hop. I'm Akeem. Jacob. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a minute. Yes. We're a little rusty. Give us, give us some time. Nah, I mean, we had Christmas. We did. We did. We had so. <laughs> we you, catching us late. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all y'all out there. Uh, did you have a good Christmas? I did. Very nice. Very nice. Did you get any cool gifts? I mean, we can be like Dude, Chantel. I'm going to be, a, I'm gonna like be 100% honest with you. I, I got like $100. That was my Christmas. That's it. Which, you know, I'm very thankful for. Uh, to be honest, I didn't put too much effort into Christmas this year. You got me a dope-ass gift. Thank yeah, you, Jake. Cool. You got me, he got me a picture so of, of this guy. I guess he takes a sneaker silhouette and then does the color concept around it. And Yeah, Jake it was a guy, a guy on uh, Fiverr, <laughs> Camatura Designs. I think I'm saying that right. Okay, shout uh, out. Yeah, he'll do any like kind of custom rendering of a sneaker that you want. It was very dope. Yeah. And Jake chose the 700 because or because I wear the, <laughs> the, Vantas, the Vantas every single day. Yeah. I need to get another pair of those. I'm okay with paying. We, we'll po- we need to post a picture of that on the Instagram. We will. We will, 100%. Um, no, Christmas is good. Thank you for that. That was my best gift. Christmas was good. Everybody, all my close family knows, like, okay, we don't know what to buy them. It used to be Starbucks. Like, I used to just rack up Starbucks cards like as a it. kid. Yeah, I did get those um, a lot. But now it's, like, more so shoes. So, like, everybody, like, here's a pair of shoes. So now you did get some uh, some sweet some sweet shoes for Christmas. Yeah, I Am got I a wrong? I got a couple sweet pairs. I bought these myself. These are the Sesame. That's for you. Though. That's yeah, these Christmas. are my, these are me. It's a these came out Black yourself. Friday last year, and I missed on them. Um, so yeah, so I bought these for myself. Um, Tabitha got me a pair of the Face Tasm Fearless Jordan ones. Very dope. And the Edison Chens, which I we already had talked yeah. about that. So I got those two on Christmas. Very nice. Very and a record nice. player. Honest to God, the record player is the best thing i got yeah you do have a you do have a very respectable record collection and and jake is not like like me for example where you just collect records because you like the way they look jake actually does play his shit yeah. and just I like i wear just like i often. wear the shoes yeah he, it's you know wear what you buy and yeah. uh spin what you buy that's right very nice very nice let's get into some news before we talk about jack boys oh yeah we we have a, a differing opinions on that, but we'll go we'll go deeper into it. The first piece of news I have today is um, I I wasn't even going to talk about that one, so we're not bringing that up. But Rich the Kid got engaged to Tory Briggs. Shout out to them. They were uh, celebrating all over Instagram, and um, they were actually in the strip club together. And cool. It's a pretty funny picture. It's uh I know we I know Rich the Kid's not the biggest name in hip hop, but Tory Briggs is fine as hell, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. So okay. congratulations to them. All right. Perhaps the next Gucci Mane and uh, whatever his wife's um, name is. Oh, I don't remember. I'm being disrespectful as fuck to the Trap Queen. I'm so sorry. All we care about is... Is Gucci. Yeah. Trap God. Wizop. Yeah. Right. Um, Juicy J apologizes for his role in promoting drug use, which I, I think... That. that's a, that. Was, he said it in a tasteful way. Like, he didn't denounce his lifestyle, <laughs> no. but he just said, I'm sorry if I encouraged anybody to go do drugs. He didn't, he didn't also, he, he also didn't do the whole, I'm not performing any of those songs anymore. Yeah. You know, like, you know, which, which, I mean, 3-6 Mafia was heavy into lean culture before, yeah. well, there's, before there, any of this. To go along with how you describe that, there's layers to being deep. Yeah. Like, Lil Pump didn't play a song at Rolling Loud to honor... Um, Juice World, right. which for Lil Pump, that's as about as deep as Lil Pump gets. Like he obviously realized 
okay, this kind of means something. I'm going to do yeah. it. I think what Juicy J, I think it was very tasteful the way. And he it was also it he too. didn't make it about himself either. Yeah. It, which was which was great. And uh, Juicy J is a legend. Three Six Mafia has had a huge impact on the landscape of hip hop as well. So uh, I appreciate him making that making that announcement. But I don't think an apology is necessary either. You know. No. I don't think so. At the end of the day. I, I think maybe more so it just starts a dialogue on maybe some of these artists coming out and saying, like, look, this is entertainment. Like, at the end of the day, I'm not Adderall nauseous, as we've said many right. times. Right. And maybe that's the dialogue we kind of talked when we did the Juice World episode, that maybe there needs to be a change in sound and subject matter. And maybe if that doesn't happen, we can get a dialogue on some of the just personas and stereotypes that are played up in hip-hop right it, it is good for artists to have an open dialogue about the fact that they are just playing portraying a character uh young thug did that recently yeah in his interview earlier this year boy. i think it was with sway wasn't it big boy big boy so he he said he had explained that you know young thug was wearing dresses acting very outlandish calling people bay and lover kind of toting this is he or is it he gay line and he said that he was okay with doing that until he saw how it impacted his kids. Because yeah. they said they wanted to wear a dress too. And then he kind of felt the need to tone down the trolling and sort of just be himself. Yeah. And um, maybe artists, it is good to kind of break that barrier a little bit and explain to fans like, hey, this is just an act. But also remember as fans at the end of the day that this is the entertainment business. These people are not your heroes, you know, you can idolize them for their work and maybe respect what they put out musically, but don't look up to any of these people as role models, so yeah. to speak. You know? Or find th find aspects about them to look up to. Right. Like Tyler, the creator, yeah. and Kanye, you would say, for their performance, well, yeah, let me, creativity. <clears throat> Travis for work ethic. Fashion. Yeah, Travis for, for work ethic. Like, yeah, look up to their accomplishments, not necessarily looking like putting their accomplishments onto them and turning them into these like godlike figures. Yeah, and know? I think I kind of I think both of us maybe kind of realize that a lot with yeah. X because right. we have to say okay, like obviously we can't ignore what he was accused of mm -hmm. and not really separate art from artist, but look at different aspects of a not cuz not everybody's perfect. Right. So you you need to take aspects of these people that you admire. Mhm. Mm I mean in Doing drugs because Juicy J does drugs is it's not a reason to do drugs. Yeah. yeah, and also that's all we're saying. Not getting in, enticed with the lifestyle that these people live. Yeah. It's not realistic. Okay, you you and I and everybody listening right now, you're probably not going to be living a life where you're going to throw fifty thousand dollars in a strip club. Bro, we don't want to lose followers. Now. <laughs> no, no, no. I need to be real. You can be president, <laughs> little Sally in third grade. You cannot. If you're in third grade listening to us, please stop listening. <laughs> But also, what what I mean is, you're gonna live a very regular life. Yeah. Looking up to these people is not something that, looking up to rappers in their lifestyle is not realistic. Looking up to their work ethic, yes, but find yourself first. You know. Lift yourself. Whoop diddy scoop. Scoop diddy poop poop. Yeah. Thank you, Jake. And we're gonna end on that. Yeah. <laughs> That was uh, a good bridge. I see some... Yeah, speaking, yeah I see Kanye on Kanye, the computer, so... Whoop, did he scoop? <laughs> Him and Kim gifted their daughter Michael Jackson's smooth criminal hat. That is awesome. That like, is... Right now, they do don't appreciate know, it, I'm right? sure, to its fullest extent. Do you know how big of a flex that is? Yeah. Michael Jackson's smooth criminal hat, regardless of Michael Jackson's past as well, that's a piece of history. Yeah. That's amazing. 
and I'm sure Kanye acquired it in a like sentimental way. I wonder I think, if he bought it or no, if it was a gift did, to him. I think what I'm saying, what I'm seeing right here is they did buy it. Okay, so they bought it for yeah. them. I didn't know if it was something like that was given to him, like from the Michael Jackson right. estate. Right. No, I don't. I don't think okay. so. Along with the fedora, the famous couple bought their daughter a velvet jacket Jackson wore to Elizabeth Taylor's 65th birthday party. Damn. Wow. Start study. Amazing stuff. Look, this is the actual jacket. Wow. Be- I mean, if you guys can tell, like, Michael Jackson stuff back then, he wore kind of like... Very ornate. Say, it's like French regalia, you yeah. know, like like uh, something from the army. It's very bedazzled. I'm sure the jacket itself, probably when it was came out, was probably a $30,000, $40,000 jacket, you know, so... Shout so out just to a light flex. Yeah, light flex. For the uh, king of pop. My my end of the news was more like the, the feel-good hip-hop stories today. Okay. Rich the Kid got married, and Kim Kardashian gave her daughter Michael Jackson's jacket. Back to you, Jake. Yeah, some high-dollar family heirlooms. Yeah. What you know this week? Uh, all right, guys, your state bird. <laughs> it should be state bird corner. Uh, your state bird for today, Texas, is the Mockingbird. Akeem's just been watching a lot of PBS. Yeah, I think that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, I've been watching Earth, the documentary on Netflix. We love the Earth. No. It's about to get worse for you. <laughs> Chuck Norris doesn't turn on the shower. Shit. He stares at it until it cries. I, I hate your Chuck Norris I can, facts. I can promise you no Chuck Norris jokes in 2020. Uh, you there can will promise be a, that? There'll be a new motif in 2020. Oh boy, I can't wait. Also, that's your last bird fact <laughs> the year your state bird of yeah. the year all right you have any more news i don't all right cool let's jump into jack boys let's do it so jake you and i it's no secret we are sitting the shrine to travis scott some yes. would say and no db this is the Jay-Z. altar yeah this might be yeah cool. and i added the before we get into it i added the most mac dope. miller merch up there too very nice most dope. found it that in the closet i forgot i had it rp mac. yes we miss you um but we are sitting in the shrine for Travis Scott and Cactus Jack. Were your expectations satisfied with this release? No. Okay. Mine either. Yeah. I, I think don't. that's... And you could know that that's coming from the truth because we're in the shrine. <laughs> right, right. Nothing... Like, no, the walls didn't shake when we said that, by the way. We haven't angered the The veil gods. did tear. <laughs> the veil didn't tear. I think the ones are still in pretty good shape. Jake did crease him a little bit. Yeah, I did. I wore him. Ooh, look at that. I see a little I see a little crease over there on the top. It's okay. Uh, my 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 uh my expectations weren't really met either with this one. You compared it with the uh uh Cactus Jack ca- uh, Oh the the Jack Huncho well, yeah, the Jack the Huncho, Huncho Jack uh, collaboration. Well, the reason being is how hype I felt at the beginning because you know like this is that was hyped up. Astro World was hyped up. This was hyped up. So you're like, okay, it's here. So you already have that right. like feeling straight away. The business of Travis Scott, not just with his sneakers, but with his music as well, is hype. Yeah. So I was like, okay, damn. I'm so you you go into it <clears throat> already feeling good. Like the what was the first track, uh, Black and Chinese on yeah the the Huncho album yeah that sample no at the modern beginning. slavery modern, modern slavery, slavery. yeah. The, the sample at the beginning, I was like, holy shit, this is going to be epic. Right. And then that, that song, it, it let me down like in the first song. Right. <laughs> this one really didn't. If As we're talking about this, I, this album starts for me at intro, not Highest in the Room remix. Yeah. But those first two tracks, I was like, holy shit, this is epic. The production is phenomenal. It's 
large. It paints like an environment and a scenery and an atmosphere, mm-hmm. and then it just went from there. The the atmosphere building was there. I agree with you. Like the tone already from from the uh, you know from the cover art is is this very moody nocturnal vibe. Everybody's in tune up cars and and um, neon yellow ski masks, which <clears throat> very interesting choice. Uh, I liked intro. Gang Gang at first did not really hit me, but Sheck West's flow on the second half made the, me appreciate yeah. it more so than the first half. The chemistry they have when it's like just the Jack Boys, I think they do. I think it was done very well. Obviously, very I don't think they were all in the studio. Jack Boys, by the way, Jack yeah. Boys is sus in general. The yeah. name. <laughs> but when it's Travis Sheck West and Don Toliver, I mean Chase B was on the end of that track. But I think when it's the three of them, they had chemistry. There was a lot of focus on the production and blending all of their sounds together. Right. And then when they get away with that and add some non-Jack Boys features, mm-hmm. like Had Enough, I was still feeling it Had Enough until Quavo and Offset. Right, because you and I both agree Don Toliver's contribution to that track is pretty good. Oh, it's outstanding. Yeah. it uh, Quavo and Offset didn't really do anything for me either. I didn't think it was as horrendous as Gotti, but you know we'll get into that one a little bit later. Going back to Had Enough... Did you just think Quavo and Offset's features were bad? Is that what it was? Like yeah, what they were saying? Well, the, the how production, it came in? the production was kind of lacking, and I, I didn't really, that didn't click until we got to their part. Because right. I liked the production with Don Toliver. I liked what he was doing with his vocals. Right. And then the whole production changes with Quavo and Offset. Mm-hmm. I don't know if whether that's because it was filmed in. I mean, I'm sure it was, but it just it had a whole different energy. And then it goes back to had enough, and then it just left me feeling like, damn, the whole I haven't had enough of right. this track. Okay. Because I. Got felt it was just a shit sandwich. Mm. Like the bread was good, but right. the meat of Quavo and Offset. I don't know which one of them went. Fuck I that ad lib. I bet you that was Offset. I hate that ad lib of yeah. the Migos, but it's just hot garbage. Yeah, the the for me the the best songs on here were Out West and What to Do. Yeah. Other than that, everything else kind of hits me as mediocre. And I will say my first impression of this project was that it was rushed. And the reason why I felt that it was rushed was at first, it felt like it was all over the place in regards to, I didn't really know, like, sometimes the production was really good, other times I would say the production was more um, mediocre. Like like you said, I think had enough, the beat was very lacking there, and... Just wasn't as... We, lo- like- the best moments of this project are when the production is very lush. And there's a, a heavy, like, heavy emphasis on a dark atmosphere using the strings, like, on the end of what Re- to do. Really the best way to put it is that track was just two-dimensional when the others felt, like, 3D. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, that's, that's the difference of looking at a 2D image and a 3D image. Right. And that's the sound difference. Right. There is a lot more, there is a lot more to look at on what to do. Even more so, I would say, than Out West. Out West, the reason why I liked it is because of Young Thug. And Young Thug was just, like... So outlandish, yeah. overly sexual. I want all four lips. Was well, that was the biggest thing songs. that actually I critiqued that song for was the production. Okay, because it was kind of flat in yeah, comparison to the it rest. Was. It felt more like a generic trap song. Like yeah. you could have heard anybody on that one. But I did like Young Thug enough. To me, he he like makes that track. Yeah, there's nothing that dude won't say. No, no, not at all. To quote, I just put my cum in her pussy. Now it's wet, wet. Yeah, and at one point he says she could suck up a ship, 
suck on my private. Yeah. Well, what I liked about that, though, was it was a bit more of a throwback to, like, classic Young Thug, like something on, like, Barter 6. Yeah. Uh, now he has toned down that that craziness. I mean, I liked it. But when Me I was too. listening, it's still it's a fantastic. When I was yeah. dude, I was laying in the bed. It was like twelve thirty. Yeah, and I you was can't just really like, be I was like something. giggling to myself. Like I was like, did you just fucking say that? <laughs> there were, there, yeah, there was a lot of that on that track. Uh, what I what I would say the main takeaway of this is Don Tolliver. I think sticks out the most oh, yeah. on the project, and Sheck West actually gave me more hope in that. Yeah, he, doesn't, he still had one track. Though. Yeah, he did. He did. But Gang Gang was... calling. So he's just good at one tracks. Yeah. He had Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba, this one, and... I mean, Gang Gang, to be fair, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about that one, good or bad. That's one of my favorites. That's your favorite. Okay. Um, Talk to me about Gotti. Tell me what is it... Let's hold that one to the end. This one's short enough. We can go track by track. Okay, what other ones do you want to hit on? Because, I mean, I don't really have an opinion on Gang Gang. The intro track, the thing I will say about that one is I felt like they were going for this, like, uh, Miami Vice sort of vibe. Yeah. Right? Uh, mixed with a hint of, like, a noir kind of theme. Uh, the reason why it didn't really f- do anything was, one, it's 47 seconds, and two, the synthesizers are, are that they use are just really toned down too low, I think, well, to, to make any sort of... What I liked, I'm going to play the last, like, 13 seconds. Yeah, and this is the part that I know that I think hit the best as well. It the What gave me most hope to, that it was going to be, like, this grandiose project yeah. is the way that the first track flows in, which, not the first track, but into intro Gang flows Gang. into right. Gang Gang. Here it is. That was Kanye as fuck. Fuck is we do. So you have the the melodies that start coming in on Gang Gang are almost synonymous to the. Would have been cool had they done that throughout the whole project. That's what I'm saying. That's why tried to make it flow like that, and I thought that too. That's why I had so much hope, and then that's why Gang Gang hit so hard because you had those synths. The way Highest in the Room ends with that grandiose ending, it flows into the intro, and the ending of Highest in the Room flows into intro perfect too. So you had two in a row like that. Really, I don't think it flew. It it was. It had the same flow that intro into Gang Gang did, though. You know but it was I mean? just a how epic it was, so you get that twice in a row. We we really need to say that uh, Lil Baby had no clue what no. he was doing on that track. And Rosalia, I know you like her, but I really did not enjoy I didn't, her doing... I don't like her on that track. I did not like her doing Travis Scott's ad-libs. And no. I have no desire to go back and listen to any of her music. I said that she had a really good... Like, her voice was beautiful. And I think her and Travis could do a track together, but I would have rather it not been this one. It's funny that Travis did the Hot remix and made that level up and then does Highest in the Room remix and fumbles it completely and ruins it. You know? Can't do everything. How do you give... Yeah, how do you give somebody a dope remix and then fumble your own remix? Yeah. Why not do a Highest in the Room remix with the Jack Boys? Yeah. That is an easy slam dunk. Yeah, or traded the hot remix for the highest in the room remix with Gunna and Young Thug. I could already tell you how you could make it work, though. You could throw Don Tolliver doing the highest in the room hook, give Sheck Wes a little bar, 
and then let Travis finish it off, and then Mike Dean did that epic ending. Yeah. It would have been a slam dunk. But that's why I'm, I think that's why but part of it. But Rosalie and Lil Baby <clears throat> with no chemistry. Yeah. What what really killed the just the vibe for me was the fact that you had that epic ending. The ending of Highest in the Room was expounded on from the original version. So it's way more epic. Then you go into the intro, and it's like it reminded me of Al Faro, just how he was more focused on the the music. Right. And I was like, okay, he's this is gonna be huge. And then Gang Gang comes on, and the production on that is very high. Then it drops with with Had Enough. Had Enough actually, I understand why you hate it more now that I understand your appreciation for the first two yeah. tracks. And really, what to do was the last sort of uh, track that fit in with the rest of the project. And I think the reason why I don't like Gotti is because it's at the end. Yeah, if it would have been higher. Yeah, if it would have been higher. What to do should have ended. Yeah. Gotti as an ending track is very odd. And and again, there is that rumor that there's going to be two more Jack Boys packs coming out. But, uh, I mean, the only thing we have is some open-ended Travis tweets. Yeah, where he just said, like... For, he said something and here's a pack or I don't remember what the tweet was but he used the word pack and now everybody's thinking which we saw this with Kendrick when he did when he put out Damn remember they were going to say he was going to drop another album right the next the following and week and it like, happened like no. blue pill red pill <laughs> yeah. yeah he was like no but there's credibility to this one because the track list was leaked and there supposedly is a lot of confirmed music for this project that was not on this project doesn't that kind of make you mad though like sometimes us as fans, we come up with all these theories when the artist maybe had no intention of doing that at all. Yeah. Like, and who knows who leaked that, that... Yeah, who knows? That that track list, you know? Maybe they didn't know shit about Jack Boys. Who knows? I, I mean, I don't know. 22 minutes is just really short for Travis yeah. in general. And again, Gotti as an ending is just... To me, it's not really that great. I didn't... I agree with you. The more you listen to Pop Smoke, the more the more you can understand it, but... Or the more you can like it. You ended up loving it. I, I don't have that same My feeling. My love. Go, go. <laughs> I don't have that Ooh, same back, baby. Woo. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that same love for it. Again, maybe if it wasn't the, the outro, I would have appreciated what, it more. Well, see, this is what, when I listened to it the first time, I kind of thought it was a troll. Like, I was like, what, what, who is this guy? Like, what? <laughs> I thought it was a troll. I had never really heard of Pop Smoke. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And... Which I felt, I really kind of felt that way about Sheck West. When I first heard Sheck West, like, I hated Mo Bamba. Hated it. And now it's hard. So I was like, is, is he trying to do, like, pull another Sheck West on me? Like, going to give me this shitty artist and I'm going to believe he's good because Travis co-signed him? Right. So then I'm thinking about it. I'm listening through a second time. I listened to it three times when it came out. You don't of how think short Sheck West is shitty, do you? No, okay. he's grown on me okay. now. Yeah. All right. But um, I'm listening to it. Then I get to thinking, like, Travis really let this dude run with the song. Like, he has the majority of the song. That's because Travis really didn't want shit to do with Jack Boys. So, we'll see, that, I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> I tend to look at it more in a positive. Maybe he really likes... Because this guy has a huge movement on YouTube. He has a ton of streams uh-huh. on YouTube. Uh, so, I don't know if Travis is more so co-signing like, his movement of music and saying, okay, I'm going to let you do your thing with my song and then I'm going to throw my little auto-tune vocals on it. Um... I don't know, but it, it grows on me literally every time I hear it. I like it more. Uh, I I just think he... There are other people that have done this form of delivery before. It's 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 good as like an antic, as a shtick. 
but I've never been one who could listen to like a whole al- whole album. Yeah, this, I mean, what know? he reminds me of like a modern DMX, but DMX with... still like has it's not as cartoony as this. Like, to no. me, this is like you're you're doing you're building up this delivery almost to the point where it's like cartoony. But I I mean I don't want to talk out of pocket. I haven't listened to too many other tracks. Well, see, that's Pop what Smoke. I was thinking at first, and then when I was like, okay, this is really his flow. Yeah. Um, it reminded me like DMX, Trey the Truth has that real like deep gruff voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Travis's vocals were good on that track, but I hated how it ended. Yeah. We saw how highest in the room ended. We saw the intro. We saw Gang Gang, but this literally like just cuts off. And there's cellos in the background. You could have expounded on that and left with a good ending. But the way you said it, putting what to do last over Gotti probably would have been a better ending. Mm-hmm. This is one that I would say you guys need to give a bit, a couple of listens to really form a true opinion on it. Because despite the fact that it's short, uh, I will say it does take a minute to just get what they're trying to do here. Even even still, though, after getting, after understanding the imagery, we watched the, we watched the, yeah, the short, short video, we saw the gang gang music video, we've listened to this shit, I've listened to it. The last two days, it's all I've been listening to, and essentially. The visuals kind of give me hope to this, pack. air quote, conspiracy pack theory. Right. Because you see them, like, all of the members of the Jack Boys, really except for Travis, commit a crime mm-hmm. and hop in a car right. and leave. And in the album cover, they're all in the, like, you saw that we saw the BMW in right. the clip. So that kind of adds to the theme if they do release more obviously we're going to talk about it again but we only have these seven tracks to go off of um are you ready to give it your score yeah all right what would you give it i gave it a seven um the lowest rated tracks were highest in the room got a five just i I thought it was unnecessary it's just unnecessary that was really the biggest theme out of that that one didn't score well um had enough got a five because of um two-thirds two of the Migos. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one scored, I mean, above seven. The, the rest of them, the five, two fives were the worst. Because I, I don't hate the Highest in the Room remix. It's just, if I had to choose between the two, I want to listen to the original with the with second the, ending. Yeah. Somebody clip out Mike Dean's part and just put on the original. Yeah. I'm going to give this a four. Um, to me, Rosalia, she she does annoy the shit out of me on Highest in the Room. Uh, I was really expecting more and really the only tracks that I could go back to on this are Gang Gang and um, What to Do. Yeah. I, I think I've, I'm going to view this with the Hunch of Jack album because I was so let down with that. And then I, I've talked about it like middle of the year this year. I kind of went back to it and listened to it, and I said it's a good album. It's I just... could argue that it's more complete than this one. Yeah. but if, I mean, again, if these are the only seven tracks that we ever hear, it is... Quavo, it's an injustice Hunter, Jack, if, it, Jack, if this is all we hear. Right. It, I mean, it, I would like to see if the other packs come out. And then maybe we could give a more updated score. It's the same, like, I kind of view, Kid See Ghost was phenomenal. So it's yeah. it's not it's as not good. But same. when you have, like, no, no, Kanye. No. It's not in the same realm. No, I'm going to link this together. So you have okay. Kanye who steps out of a solo album and does a collab. Like, I look at Travis like I look at Kanye. Like Kanye's album, Start to Finish, there's not a Kanye album that I can't play Start to Finish. Right. Because I know when he made that album, he made it as a whole, not just, oh, here's a track, here's a track, here's a track, let's slap it together. Mm-hmm. And when Travis does a collab album, I think the Jack Huncho album kind of taught me this lesson. Like, this isn't a Travis project. So yeah. it's hard for me to go in and 
but judge it and view it with the same eyes. This is his label, dude. Like you have to assume this is an extension of yourself. Ja- I understand that it's separate artists, but the fact that it says Jack Boys and Travis Scott, it is a Travis Scott project now. Whereas Quavo Hancho or Jack Hancho, Hancho Jack, uh, it's two artists who are two separate entities who've made two separate names for themselves coming together for one purpose. The same thing with um, with Kid See Ghost. The same thing with uh, Watch the Throne. The difference being that on Honcho Jack and on Jack Boys, there does seem to be... I would, I would actually say on Honcho Jack, there is a bit more chemistry there. On Jack Boys, at times, the chemistry kind of seems to be lacking. Yeah, the only and, one where I thought the chemistry was great was Gang Gang. Right. And, and what gang, to do. And, and, and um, what to do. Yeah. Because yeah. even out west, yeah. it was a good track because you got Young, Young Thug, Thug and you got Travis. Right. But that was the most boring Travis and Young Thug collab we've seen. Right. Right. Skyfall's a million times better. Skyfall is the quint- is the best uh, yeah. Travis. I, I guess a better way to describe Travis. what I was just talking about would be like there's feature Travis and there's album Travis. This I feel like this was feature Travis. Travis. I felt the same way, but future Travis is significantly more half-assed than <laughs> album Travis. Yeah. You know? That's all I'm saying. I think there should have been more care put into this project. I don't know. I don't, I don't hate it. I'm going to go back to it and listen to it. Gang Gang and What To Do made my my year-end list for like my top tracks top tracks very nice all right well let's hope we get some more music absolutely so what you rocking today <laughs> nothing nothing well nothing. okay let, let's, let me clarify he is he just doesn't <laughs> want to say what he's rocking I'm he is wearing naked. clothes i'm butt naked right now i'm rocking skin and flesh <laughs> by god <laughs> bro you still have a sweater on though <laughs> only people that really <laughs> know Akeem right. would know <laughs> yeah he's but naked, but I still wear sweaters. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> what do you got on? Uh, I got on. I got the new Sesame's, just some jeans and an office t-shirt. Sure. The office t-shirt matches the shoes, though. It does. I can't see, but Flex. it does. Yeah, it does. All right, you got a you got a little writing prompt for us. I do, I do. Um, let's do what you. Let's let's talk about what we've been listening to oh, before true. we get into that. We want to end it on a on a nice little note. Okay, fair. So obviously, we've both been listening to Jack Boys a right. good bit. Um, I went and listened to Pop Smoke. I already talked about that. I'll pull up his album so I can plug the, the name of it for you. It's Meet the Woo. Meet the Woo. By Pop Smoke. The guy that helped him produce this is some big grime producer. That's as detailed as I can get because I don't know too much about grime. But the Did if you, know you the like name the, of the guy? Um, Does it say? If not, it's okay. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Um, I don't see it on here. All right. Y'all can look it up. Okay, UK Drill Beatmaker 808 Mellow. Okay, all right. Shout um, out 808 Mellow. So if you liked the kind of like heavy hitting, like the, just those bass slapping you on Gotti, it's going to sound a lot like that when you, you go back and listen to him. Uh, let's see what else we've been been spinning here. Uh, tried to get on that guy Baby Keem that Drake was talking about, mm. said that he had one of the best albums of this year. Right. I kind of get the movement, but it's not for me. Okay. He just sounded like a Vince Staples clone to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Went and listened to Scarlord's new album. That kind of sound has just kind of died off on me. <laughs> I still like Heart Attack. I think what he's I doing like is cool. I like some of the singles, actually, off of that project. Yeah, but... I've what? been... He's been putting out videos. He puts out so he's, many... He's a studio rat. Shout out to, to Scarlord. I really do... Um, 
I really did like some of the singles. Did you listen to uh, the Sunday Service Choir? I saw that it came out. I haven't listened to it I yet. listened to the ones that I knew would be good, like Father Stretch. So yeah. I did the Father Stretch My Hands chorus and then Ultralight Beam. Yeah, I, I mean... I liked uh, Jesus is King. I'd have to be like in a real religious mood to listen to Jesus is Born, though. Right, right. But shout out to Kanye for keeping his word. He said he was going to drop an album on Christmas, yeah. and he... Kind of did. Okay. It's Sunday Service Choir. So it, he recorded the yeah, choir. Yeah, it was pr- produced and arranged by Kanye. Very nice. But that's really been it. I've been listening to, um, I listened to Sessions by G. Erbo, a project that he came out with. It's about 28 minutes. It's nine tracks. If you like G. Erbo, check it out. Uh, this group called Undagods, U-N-D-A-G-A-W-D-S. Very, very, very good project by the same name. Uh, East Coast rap, jazz, instrumentation. They sampled Family Guy, which actually made me think of you. Yeah. Um, so shout out to them. Really great project. Um, actually, want want to play one of their songs for the outro if you don't mind. Um, uh, another album been listening to is Clipping. There exist uh, there existed an addiction to blood. Um, some some good tracks on here. This made my top ten actually. Uh, so a little spoiler there for you. Uh, Monica, Flatbush Zombies, uh, a single they came out with, with Tech 9 Very, very good I want to say I think I listened to that. I'm sure you did. Um, Cottonwood, NLE Chapel, we were going to review it, but honestly, it's it's not doing Here, anything no, for me. It's boring We're, as we're well. at 33 minutes. We can review it now. Okay. Uh, the, the best thing on Cottonwood was Blueface's verse <laughs> on the Shot of Flow remix. Because God, that... No, this is the God Honest Truth. When I heard the Shot of Flow remix, that's yeah. when I put a little bit of respect on Blueface. Right. Because he kind of stays on beat there. The music video is kind of funny. I, listen, I like Shot of Flow. I liked his single he put out, Capo. Like, I think. Yeah, I think. No, he has one called Capo, C-A-P-O. No, I know, but I mean, I was mentioning Camelot, oh. too. Cause I, like I don't think I've heard, listen to that one. I've liked some of the stuff that he's done. The, some of the singles have been good, but I, yeah, I didn't did not care for the album. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going to go through a little bit more because I've been thrill. actually listening to a lot and I've been wanting to come on here and talk about it. Um, Bubba's K Tronada. Mm-hmm. K Tronada's Bubba album. Amazing project. Uh, Free Nationals, which was the group that Anderson Pack toured with. Yeah, that's his they live They put band. out a project. They've got some very notable features on the there. The TI one was really good. Yeah, and so was the Sid song, Shibuya. I like that one a lot. And Anderson Shapoopy. <laughs> Shapoopy. Shapoopy. Uh... And let's see, last thing here. That's it. That's it. I added this. I, I haven't listened to it yet, though. What is it called? It's called 2004 by Scriptonite. Okay. I haven't had a chance to listen. There was one group that I thought was going to be really good just based off of their cover art. It was called uh, Mood. Oh, I actually listened Club to Misfits. that, too. I thought it was going to be good. Fuck, yeah. Huh? yeah. It really just sounds like 2009 hip-hop, like yeah. pop rap. When I saw Doom Mood, I thought like maybe it was going to be kind of like MF Doom, like homage. It wasn't. A little alternate. Yeah, it was nothing. Yeah. I checked it out. Too. So yeah, you, you didn't get a good plug, Social Club Misfits. Yeah. Better. And also very boring name on top. Yeah. Better luck next time. Better luck next time. All right. So this is what we've got for the writing prompt this week. Do you have an alter ego? What is that personality like? Oh, dude. Uh, I think I do. But I, uh, an alter ego for me would just be somebody who's a bit more... 
Hold on, bro. If you're well, cover the mic so they can't. If you're schizophrenic, you don't have to tell them. Like you don't have to ask yourself. We can pick another one. I did have I did have this like feeling one time. I remember when it came out when I was like really scared, and uh, I was like doubting myself. And then there was another kind of voice in my head that sort of came to life and was just like, "You've prepared. You've done all you can." It was like it was almost like an army general where he was like. The only thing you have to go out do and do now is execute the mission. Go. And it's like, for me, I'm, I'm this person who's always constantly doubting themselves. So my alter ego is this person who just goes, you've done everything you can. Now go out there yeah. and, and execute. And um, I guess that's, that's me. It's a drill sergeant okay. of sorts. That, that's kind of what separates like animals from humans. Mm -hmm. Because well, we don't know this because we don't know how to think. But humans have like the capability to have like an inner conversation with yourself right. and weigh pros and cons where like animals just act on like animal instinct, instinct right. where we have the ability to weigh pros and cons and have that. So I think it's that, that frontal lobe development. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the cartoon when you have the angel and devil on your shoulder. In that instance, it's not an angel and devil. Right. It's just, I don't need to do this. And you're the other guy's saying, yeah. no, you, you, you ready for this. Go do a, it. Don't be a bitch kind of, you know what I mean? Okay. And there is like, I remember always feeling beach. like I had fear. I, I remember I would do everything and I would just feel like oh, I wasn't sure if it's going to work out, but having that sort of inner guidance, inner compass, through that alter ego, kind of helped me a lot. So okay. it gives me almost like false confidence. Like I like. See, you you went like deep. I should have let you go last. So we could end <laughs> on something good. We we'll have to circle back to that. Oh. But mine would be, I guess, the music. Yeah. Because like I'm not doing the stuff I'm really saying there, and right. it's all kind of like satire. And I like that it actually does pull out like a different part of you, though. Yeah, and I mean a lot of the aspects like on the Millennial Mastermind album, I talk about like driving the the dots, and I really have. That car in the yeah. album cover is my car. Yeah. So that there's like elements of truth just with rap elements yeah. built in. And it's just it's just kind of satire. A lot of characters are based on the person who made the character. Yeah. And and um my friend my friend Jackson came out with a comic book uh called Wishful Thinking. You guys should definitely check that out if you're into like Kickstarter projects. But where can we find that? It's on Kickstarter. Okay. Uh, wishful thinking. The he did he completed his first Kickstarter. It's been fully funded. It's it's incredible though, and I want you guys to check out for other stuff of his. But really, the the main thing, the reason why I, I mentioned him as well is knowing him. When I read the, when I read his comic, I I could see Jackson in the main character right. kind of, and that's only sort of insight you get when you know the the person who's making the story. Same thing with Jake, like. When I hear his songs, I would say you you melt into this character, but I can still see elements of you in there as yeah. well. But I like that it pulls out like a different, almost like more cocky kind of side to you. you yeah, know? well, <clears throat> there's a guy that I work with that used to make music and still kind of does a little bit. And he, he I asked him, I was like, hey, you, you making music? And he's like, no, I haven't worked on anything. He's like, what do I talk about? He was like, he's like, I, I install floors, like I can't be rapping about installing <laughs> floors. And that when we had that conversation, I wasn't really making a lot of music. I had a few of the songs from Millennial Mastermind done, but that was just like hobby stuff. And that's kind of why I wasn't. Like some of the albums that I had done in the past that weren't that I didn't really put out like largely like I did this one mm -hmm. had like serious topics I was talking about. Right. And I just kind of said like nobody wants to really hear my perspective on this. I'm just going to make music that's fun. And that occupies my time, and it there are still elements of that, 
but I just kind of dove into that persona and played it up. I also think you've gotten, I think without having to sort of preach a message, you're able to give yourself more outlets to look at other forms of communication, like using skits, using samples, and, and in return, that's made you able to make more fuller and complete songs too. Yeah, and and part of that is just I don't even know really how to describe it. So I guess when I first started, like I knew like bro, I'm using a garage band or I mean a rock band microphone and a PC computer. Yeah. Like obviously I don't have the production quality, so what I'm saying has to be top notch because I have to balance out the poor production quality or lack of in- infrastructure right. rather with hard lyrics. Right. And then when I was like, once I started understanding, like you said, how to use skits, how to use the software and the programming, that's when I was like, no, you don't have to, you can say less and it means more because it sounds better as a whole. Definitely. definitely. So. Very cool. Yeah, you should have went first. You should have went last. But... <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But I, I can relate with what you were talking about, like having that like inner conversation yeah. to keep yourself motivated like there was a time where this job i'm working i did not want to keep doing it right like i was just so stressed out about stuff and then you just kind of realize like it doesn't matter i'm still going to come home at five o'clock yep so it's very nice when you convince yourself that it doesn't matter but it also i think with everything for me I, and i live alone i don't have a girlfriend i'm the most i'm so i'm so lonely <laughs> but i don't want to go into that it's more so just understanding that you kind of have to give yourself purpose and i i can give myself purpose through my writing through creative outlets through these through these inner monologues i guess of my alter ego like this guy just it's it's this guy who knows how to do everything and that's the person i aspire to be and he's sort of always the person who says shut up and go and that's yeah. that's the that's the inner thought you need. You need that shut up. Jack of all trades, master of none. That's right. That's Hakeem's next, <laughs> next project. I've said I'm a master of none so many times in my head. Oh man! All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're gonna have another. I. I are we gonna upload these on the same day? Yeah, we'll yeah. put this one out. Yeah, we'll do the Jack Boys. Jack Boys reviews out now as you're listening, but then we'll also have our top ten list. Out. Yes, stay tuned for the top ten list of 2019. Our top ten albums. And probably our, our top singles for oh. the year, too. Yes, so. let's do that, too. And now we're going to be playing Under Gods. I got it. Yes, sir. Y'all, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next one. I don't have a tour with the set player, so, you know, I had to hold the tape recorder up to the radio. So the quality's kind of sucky, but all the songs describe my feelings. Swagger right. Lyrics right. Any night, you know I keep it tight. Fight night, for nigga Mike. When I grab the mic, look, I spit it like one, two, three. Welcome to my fucking ring. Knockout king, my hooks gon' leave a fucking sting. Southpaw stand, double competition when I swing. Jab real quick, jaw looking like he tryna sing. Pete Mans is my fucking name. What I claim? Oyo man, higher than the plane. Green make me insane. Remaining the same, no need to change on these lanes. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget to share us with your family and friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, 
See you.